0: let's get started
1: hey guys welcome to the dr marketing tips podcast and live video feed here on facebook i am jennifer i'm corey and we are here today to discuss kind of a success story that we had with a large ent practice when we implemented their digital strategy a handful of years ago
2: yeah so one of the key things that we wanted to focus on for this practice Was an organic search strategy. Mm -hmm. And um, so basically, what that means is organic search is when someone types in a search term. So, this is an ENT practice. So, you know, they're gonna look for ENT doctor near me, they're gonna uh, look for voice care. Um, throat issues, things like that. So when they're typing in those terms, we want the practice to show up. And because of that, uh, the strategy that we implemented, we actually saw a 300% increase in organic search traffic. For
1: and almost 1,800 online appointment requests in a single year just by changing the strategy and the focus for the practice from an online perspective.
2: Absolutely, so we saw 1,800 uh, appointment requests online Which is awesome.
1: Which it means that it's 1,800 less phone phone calls calls, that are interrupting the practice. So instead of having their appointment schedulers, having to answer the phone or interrupt the front office staff, they were able to have a person dedicated to calling those people back when it made sense for them.
2: And it also makes it a little bit more efficient because when they're actually going to call back, they know what's what's happening essentially so they can say, oh, you called about X, Y, and Z, let's go ahead and, and get you scheduled. So it makes it a little bit easier to triage the patient as
1: well. So I think it's a great success story. So um, what we'll do is in the next few minutes, we'll just tell you about this practice so you can understand the challenges they faced, tell you the strategy that we implemented. It's the same type of strategy that you can implement for your practice starting immediately. It's a great thing to kick off 2019 if you start thinking about your strategy for next year and then we'll tell you about some of the results that we actually saw so you can see these are real numbers that you can take back to your decision makers when you're trying to get your budget for next year approved
2: Yeah. so the practice um, they've been around for about 60, 60 years. or
1: so years um,
2: they have uh, 12 doctors I believe mm-hmm. at the time they did yes and they do um, adult and pediatric otolaryngology uh, they have a voice care center they also do um, they're big into uh, sinus surgery robotic surgery um,
1: hearing imbalance, imbalance,
2: uh, thyroid, uh, you name it, pretty much, you know, full spectrum of otolaryngology services.
1: And then they had recently um, gone from a space that they had rented, Mm -hmm. they have four um, four offices at this point, and I think they're a partner with the surgery center. They work very closely with the local hospital. They're not a hospital-owned, they're still independent practice, but they work very closely to provide the ENT. Um, especially like the outpatient type of services with the local hospital. And so they had come to us at a point, they had a website, and that was pretty much it. They had a (laughs) website. And they came to us and said, we hear about the work that you do with other practices, and we want you to do some work with us. And our first thing was, well, you've got to build a uh, new website. And that was like pulling teeth because financially they were they were stretched kind of thin because they were building a new building really right. state of the art office building, and they had all of their eggs kind of in that basket from a financial standpoint, and then also like they had all of their manpower and their thought yeah. power um, into getting that place opened. and so I think we actually we actually tackled this and like Two ways. One is we just immediately rebuilt a website that we knew we could start focusing certain things on, but it wasn't the be all end all.
2: Yeah, it their website originally it was one of those sites where you go to it and you immediately think, Yeah, this looks like it's straight out of like 1996. Like it had not been updated in a long time. It was hard to navigate harder to to use, it loaded slow, the doctors were out of date, the headshots were from like the 70s, so it definitely needed a a fresh new coat of paint. So we took the opportunity of phase one to actually do that and just kind of get them into a shell um, that would provide some SEO benefits, that search engine optimization benefit, just because we're upgrading the architecture and sort of the back end of the site. And phase two was kind of, Building that out and then really kind of flowing into a nice content strategy. Actually,
1: it was phase one. We built a site mm-hmm. and got them going, and we, we focused on the new site and the content, and just making things were accurate. Mm-hmm. And then we spent about a year mm-hmm. getting um, focusing on the reputation management elements because reputation management was at that point just becoming a thing, and getting a lot of video recorded. And then as their budget allowed, we would go in and edit that video down, and then we would start the whole patient first strategy that we really try to implement with all of our clients, which is lots of patient testimonials, taking one piece of content and sharing it in multiple ways, and then using that to boost S- SEO and elevate the practice as a whole.
2: Yeah, because like as we were talking about, the budget was very tight, so we did- There was no budget. Yeah, so we did a lot of this um, based on SEO and <clears throat> social engagement. So the patient first strategy, where you know we're just kind of positioning the stories of patients and, and their successes and their outcomes first, um, really kind of lends itself to that social engagement SEO friendly kind of strategy. So that's where we're able to see the biggest dividends with them.
1: Yeah, and then kind of phase two of it was even though we had built a website, you know, like two years prior, we literally stopped all new marketing. Yeah and we had enough in the can in the hopper to get us through you know 6 months or so and we turned around and once again just rebuilt an entire new website from scratch and we were able to do that i th- i think with very limited cost out of their pocket like above and beyond what their retainer was right. and that website allowed us to truly focus after we had some data on like where the patients were visiting mm-hmm. where they were coming from what content they were interested in and then build the new website really to work moving forward for the overall patient experience to drive appointment requests.
2: Yeah, because one of the keys, I think, not only um, ease of Peace of mind for them and also for us was getting them into a new content management system for the website so that's essentially if you ever log into your website um, you know that sort of admin only area the one that they had previously basically they were handcuffed there was nothing they could do so like as we mentioned if they had out of date pictures for the for the doctors or what have you they couldn't really update those so we kind of made sure that yeah, that process was as easy as possible um, because they're on retainer with us, we're able to manage that for them, but if we ever were not, we can just turn over the keys, basically. And I think
1: it's important to note, if you're if you're thinking about, eh, I, you know, I just redid my website. Um, I think it's important to note that it's not so much that they saw 1800 appointments because they had a new website. It's, we built a website that allowed us to take advantage of where we knew patients were looking and what they were looking for. Yep. And it allowed us to put a patient first content-driven organic search strategy in place, because the website is something that we don't just do websites, we are in those websites every single day because they're like living, breathing mechanisms for us to get the information out there and interact with patients, and they're all part of this ecosystem for the practice's reputation online.
2: Definitely, and I think another key about the, the website appointments, one of the, the great things about it, and I'm sure that you know, you're familiar with this in your office, uh, it, it, let's say a patient has something that they want to come in for, but it's you know six o'clock on a Saturday and they might just say, "Well, I can't call them now and then they forget about it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So that patient just or a potential patient just kind of falls off the radar. By having the website in place and the opportunity and the technology to request the appointment, we're now able to capture them whereas before you know we wouldn't see them now we're 365 days. Uh, a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day.
1: I think you just said something key, and I think Corey said, request an appointment. Mm -hmm. So Corey and I were at the Shushmed conference recently, Mm -hmm. did I say that right? Shushmed. Shushmed Shushmed (laughs) conference, which is, um, it's a healthcare conference mainly for, well, really for hospital folks. But it was in our hometown, and because it was in our hometown, we went to the conference because we could learn a lot from the hospitals. And there was a lot of conversation taking place about online appointment requests, because that's where your patients, for the most part, especially if you're going after Millennials in any way, shape, or form, and Millennials aren't as young as you think because Corey's over 30, they want to have the convenience of doing it online. They, and not just online, they want to do it from their phone, and they want it to be simple. It's got to be easy. So we talked about it at the, with the hospitals. You don't need some third-party provider that syncs into your scheduling software. And, you know that's, that's nice in a perfect world, and you can make that work, but a very simple way you can do it is if you have built your website in a content management system, hopefully in WordPress, you can pull in, is it a Gravity Form that you're going to pull in?
2: We use Gravity Forms, yes.
1: We use Gravity Forms, and it's a request for an appointment. And all that does is generates a encrypted email, you know, a secure email to somebody that you designate in your office and they can pull a list every single morning and then use their time to call those patients back and get them scheduled for the appointment. And another thing that I think is a, is like an unintended consequence and a benefit of that is you can take your you know, outbound email marketing strategy and you can tie it into these online appointment requests because you can, within that form, ask people if they want to receive information about your practice. And we've been able to, for this practice in particular, build their list to thousands upon thousands of people. And then now we're even looking at, you know, the people that are receiving emails and are they coming back for additional services and are they requesting additional appointments and are they using the portal? And it's all tied within this hub which was really built for pennies on the dollar.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, one thing you mentioned there was the encrypted side of it. So you obviously, you'll want to work with either your IT team or whoever's building your website to make sure that it's end-to-end encrypted, so that way everything is you know HIPAA Absolutely. compliant and protected. Um, and then also, when we're talking about uh, growing this list, it's as simple as a little checkbox. And, yes. and and so what we do is then we'll export that list at the end of every month, and when we get ready to send a newsletter. We all the people that said they want to receive the information and then pop them on there so depending on how um, novel or advanced your email newsletter and your strategy is you i mean you're adding hundreds of people to this you know every single month which is awesome
1: and i think at no cost absolutely and i think at a minimal cost because there's the cost of updating maintaining the list when the list gets big enough things like that but i think there's a benefit especially for practice administrators that might be listening is because if you're focused If your strategy focuses on a patient first strategy and you're really focused on content and producing quality content, then your email strategy is going to be used to promote that quality content. So in a perfect world, you have one approval for a piece of content when it's been written but it recycles in a way that you don't have to go back for an approval process over and over and over. So generating 1800 appointment requests in one year may sound like, whoa, that's gonna create so much extra work for us, but if you do it right and you think through the strategy from day one, you won't be generating that much extra work. Yeah, there'll be work up at the beginning because you have to think about it and put the systems in place, But in the long run, this is something that self-perpetuates and just continues repeating over and over on its own. That's another podcast episode for another day. But that's the kind of stuff we've been working on lately and that's why we're excited about next year.
2: Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned the hospitals too, so I wanted to touch on that. One of the unique things that we were able to do with this practice, um, they're not hospital-owned, but they do work very closely with the hospital. Uh, So we were actually able to sit in on some of those meetings and talk to the hospital and say, so kind of what's your marketing strategy through the year, and what um, what treatments are you going to promote? What service lines are you going to talk about? And we were able to kind of curtail our content strategy based off of what they said. So we knew that if the hospital was going to go out and spend a bunch of money to talk about sleep apnea, that we wanted sleep apnea content you know, ready and available. That's videos, that's your, your testimonials, your written pieces. And we saw huge gains without having to go out and spend a bunch of...
1: So, Cory and I are sitting in a meeting and the hospital's talking about this sleep apnea campaign that they're going to run one quarter, like two quarters from now, and how they're going to do like $9,000 per month. And this is a local market that they were doing this for. So, $9,000 a month was a tremendous amount of dollars and all these landing pages and everything else that were going to be built. And granted, the sleep apnea So the patient would find them through the media that was purchased This $9,000 a month for three months, and they would find, you know, the hospital would be the one to show up, and then they could go through the scheduling request, and the hospital works with this ENT among other ENTs, and so they would share those patients, but they would come through the hospital system. Corey and I literally walked out of the meeting and we said, we know what we have to do. (laughs) And immediately got to work within days of putting together that content that we knew would work. And then every time, I hope the hospital's not watching, and they don't know who we're talking about anyway. But every time we would put in a search term for sleep apnea, our practice would show up above the hospitals. So we were benefiting on that $9,000 per month spend because we knew what they were gonna do and we were able to put a strategy in place. And the strategy was no different than what we always do, it just, we had this like, inside knowledge.
2: Yeah, so the hospital would raise the awareness, which would drive people to a search engine, they would type it in, say, sleep apnea in Orlando,
1: Yes, and then boom, it would be our doctors and our patient testimonials talking about all the sleep apnea success stories that they had within their practice.
2: Absolutely. It was
1: good stuff. So I think that leads us right into some results that we could talk about um, and how we did this and kind of what they saw.
2: Right, and so again, I think it's important to drive home that there's no additional advertising budget here. So um, everything that we were doing, again, was like social engagement and kind of organic focus. But we saw a 300% increase in organic traffic to their website.
1: Absolutely. So every time you type in, you know, sleep apnea, they are showing up on that front page in Google. Exactly.
2: Um, we also saw a 33% increase in page views. So that's um, essentially just the number of pages being viewed on this site. So we're building all this content on their website. And really, I mean, every every page on on the site counts towards this page view. That's your doctors, that's your content, your locations, your homepage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: So if you have a thousand people that come to your website and they go three pages each, that's 3,000 total pages that are viewed in one month. Sometimes they come through the front door, sometimes they come through the back door. Content helps them come through the back door.
2: Yeah, so in addition to kind of the the skyrocketing web traffic that we saw, there's also an increase in social media fans and engagement because again, like we were talking about with the extra content and the videos and the photos and everything that's coming through recycling those content pieces, um, we're engaging people online that are within a five to 10 mile radius around the practice that are potential patients.
1: Absolutely, and so overall, I'm gonna look at these numbers, um, and we've got this case study like outlined on the website, but um, it says, best of all, growth in website traffic has affected the bottom line, contributing more to more than 4,500 appointment requests between 2014 and 2016. That's a big number. That's a huge number when you consider it was pennies on the dollar probably in the entire time less than you would spend on a cheap car <laughs> yeah.
2: and as we're recycling and reusing this content it's kind of um, it's become the, the gift that keeps on giving you know uh-huh. because we use the content over and over we know it works we know it converts uh, we still know what the hospitals doing so we're still working with them and you know, outlining the content calendar based off of that and success continues to grow.
1: Amen. So if you like this case study and you want to read about it, it's insightmg.com. We've also got other case studies from orthopedic groups, rehab groups, ophthalmology groups, um, all kinds of subspecialties. So if you don't see something that's for you, give us a ring and we'll tell you what we're doing with clients just like you. Until then, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time.